Welcome back to New Persuasive Words. I'm Scott Jones. I'm Bill Bohr. And I'm Lindy Jones. And what did we just see? What did we hear? <laughs> what did we experience? Uh, spoiler alert, we're talking about Westworld. So if you haven't watched it, uh, save this until after you watch it. Um, well, some things we had anticipated, but some significant surprises. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured that Ed Harris was William. Yeah. I had guessed that, but it was kind of cool to see it actually come about and like the guy he's become. And Right. And he even played with you a little bit. He For a little bit, as he was telling the story, you thought, all right, maybe it was the other guy. But uh, no, that that was something that had been figured out. And yeah, and uh, all the people following the show, that that's something that a lot of people had figured out. And then also, also that there were three different time time cycles or whatever you want to call that. Time loops, Bill. They're called loops. Oh, I'm sorry, loops. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so there were three loops. loops. <laughs> Bill, if it's any defense, I didn't know what they were called. But. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the geek here. They, I they haven't. They have not updated. I see. They have not updated my program yet, so I'm still uh, one of the old ones. <laughs> <laughs> You're in an older loop. <laughs> Much older. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah. Bill's Bernard, but one point. That's right. There are some people. There have been people in my life that have accused me of maybe being a Bernard, but uh, that's another story. <laughs> I did call early on the. This is going to be a Blade Runner, Matrix, Terminator. Like, yeah, a lot of people got shot this episode. Well, also yeah. it's because the Westworld originally there were there were reboots where the androids get out. I mean, like J.J. Abrams. Undi- you know, he outdid himself again. Yeah. So and so that's so uh, we we sh- uh, because we 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 are uh, part time theologians anyway. What about the whole Michelangelo or Michelangelo that the uh, God is the brain? That was interesting. Yeah. Eh. No, I didn't do it for you. <laughs> didn't do it for me. <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> <laughs> I like also, Anthony the, Hopkins, but you know, and and the fact that the the maze is yourself—that was kind of that was that was interesting too. That that was interesting when he was drawing the circle. That was cool. I, I feel like Anthony Hopkins had a lot more. I, I think he's the one that was programming Maeve to escape, and um, I think he had a lot more to do with them realizing who they were than they thought. Well, they you know Bernard. You know, Bernard found out that someone had programmed what she was doing. Yeah, I think that was Anthony Hopkins. I think he that was part of his whole new storyline was orchestrating them figuring out how to escape. Right. Now, was her decision to come back, was that a free will decision? Well, that's a good question. I don't think so, because I think that Felix, when Felix hands her the little paper, it's almost like he's in on something, like he knows. Freedom yeah. is as freedom does. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, if something feels free, it is yeah. free. There we go. There you go. That's a good point. Or freedom just another word for nothing left to lose. Well, these these androids have nothing left to lose. And if they die, they can just get Felix to bring them back. True. That's true. It's true. And it might, they might have the, uh, they might have beat the system. Yeah. Well, it definitely hasn't. So, um, I'm I'm surprised. Another spoiler alert. I'm su- I I'm surprised, but I like the way that Anthony Hopkins goes out. I like the poetry of that. Yeah, just like Arnold. Yeah, just like Arnold. Just like Arnold. 
And it doesn't turn out, you know, you and I uh, last week were, were, or is Anthony Hopkins God or the devil? But um, he might be Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus, he might be. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is, you know. Although, no, he's not Prometheus because he goes out quick. Prometheus. (laughs) Yeah. Prometheus, of course, is the one that gives fire. Well, maybe he has Android him in the. Um, Or maybe Bernard. Flakes. Yeah. Well, there is a sense of the. you know, the new gods t- getting rid of the old gods. I mean, that little speech that uh, Dolores gives, uh, yeah. that, that was that was a little apocalyptic. Yeah. The yeah. question is, do they remake Anthony Hopkins as a android? I vote no. It might be it might be cool if they did. I mean, they remade, he may remade Arnold. You think they're taking Anthony Hopkins out in season two? No. No, we want it back. I can't, <laughs> accept, I, I, well, just, I can't accept he's gone. Yeah, blockbuster wise. Uh, Post Game of Thrones, you are allowed to kill off your major characters. <laughs> That's true. That's true. This is HBO. They would do that. And you know he's expensive, probably. That's and he's not, and he's not a young thing anymore, as well. Ed Harris not as expensive. But they killed <laughs> him too. I did like Ed Harris right before he was going to be killed by the mob. He smiled. He was happy. Yeah. They're fighting back. He was happy. <laughs> yeah, he was finally getting the what he wanted them to fight back. So, uh, did the uh, I'm not disappointed. I thought um, I thought it was uh, it, it was enough of continuity and surprise to to fit the quality of the show. I thought it was uh, it was a it was a great ending. Oh yeah, it was great. It's I can't wait for beginning. season two. I, mean, I don't think it's a, we're looking at a five act play. Yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah. I hope so. Or, or maybe, yeah, it'll be well. It'll be interesting to see. And, and again, will you go back and rewatch it now that you know the stuff and and see the stuff we missed? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, some rainy day when there's nothing else to do, <laughs> or right before the androids do take over, and I want to get it in before I get uh, uh, terminated. Right before season two comes out. Yeah, and I feel like on some level the biblical import is. I think, and I may be wrong, it's weighing in on on some level you 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 come down on one side or the other of things, right? Are you mostly your beginnings or mostly your prospects or protology eschatology? Is right. it the backstory or the future story? And I think on some level what I was thinking at the end of it was like, is this what God was thinking? with millennia of, you know, these uh, primates and right. things that, that that looked human. How many times did God play that story out? Hmm. And, and let's just say, like, something like the garden happened right. historically millennia ago, whether or not, you know, some people would, theologically would say yes, some people would say so no. So about 150,000 years ago. Maybe like 150,000 years ago, this is what played out. Hmm. Interesting. And so, and something, and God allowed something to get out of the lab because He thought it was ready to get it out of the lab. And there was Genghis Khan, and there was Napoleon, and there was Julian of Norwich, Teresa of Alvila, and you know, Madame Curie and Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd throw Trump in somehow. Yeah, it's it's almost inevitable. It's an addiction. But there was also Billy Bush. <laughs> it's yeah, an addiction. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's also the possibility that the Neanderthals were were better than we were, and uh, that that we we carry on the mark of Cain. I, I always I've always liked that kind of uh, kind of uh, mythology to merge that idea that maybe uh, maybe maybe the Neanderthals went the way of Abel, and uh, and uh, there's actually bottleneck genetic research that supports that. That when Homo sapiens came on the scene, they murdered pretty right. much everything else. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, well, there's yeah, there's they go back and forth because you know we're speculating. We see a pile of bones next to another pile of bones, and we make a we make a we make a. That's what anthropology is. But uh, and forgive me, my anthropology friends. I have a few actually, but uh, no, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, and uh, uh, you know that when she's leaving and she compliments the guy. Uh, you boy, you're not much, you're not a very good human. She says. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I do. You know, you, I think you said early on uh, that <clears throat> I th- I think after one or two episodes, you sent me a text saying, "Humanity, we're not really this bad after watching <laughs> how <Yeah>. they <laughs> how they were." Uh, and, I, and I guess uh, the answer is yes and no. Uh, sometimes we are that bad. Sometimes we're worse. Well, I think that ultimately, it's like Capon would say, which I did listen to him this morning. Uh, somebody sent me this weird Capon uh, interview from 2009 where he was talking all about the Bible. And he says, you know, the Holy Spirit is the director of the play. And we would let, the, we would let Scorsese, or in this case, J.J. Abrams, get away with things that we would never let the Bible get away with. But what if on some level the Bible has more in common with Westworld in the sense of the point isn't the morality, but the transformation journey where people come into some sort of knowledge and love of themselves. When Dolores faces herself, and, I, and all I could think of was the Dolores passion, you know, which was the inspire, inspiration right. for, of course, the best Jesus film ever made. Mel Gibson's The Passion. <laughs> um, but, 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 but Dolores facing herself, and on some level, right. people not being able to get it because there's some kind of like, well, it's got to be some better thing. It's got, but on some level, what if the whole drama is the capacity to, the quote you turned me on to, Hairbore, Paul Jung, the ethic of accepting yourself. Like on some level, android, human, humanoid, on some level, like that's the, once you do up consciousness, the hardest thing is loathing your own self-consciousness. Like when you discover it, what if you hate what you see? Right. No, that's, that's, that's always, I think, a risk. And you know, it's, it's interesting too. And the last thing Hopkins said to, or Ford said to Bernard, was you know that gave you a backstory because suffering is the key, but you have much more suffering yet to experience. And did he, did he say? Did he leave with an apology? Did he say, "I'm sorry, my friend"? How, what was the last thing Anthony Hopkins oh. said to him? Or he apologized? He apologized to to her. Yeah, he does kind of apologize for. I don't know though; it's very vague. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting thing. You know, I, I, um, I this morning I uh, in church I preached on uh, the an- Annunciation, and um, 
the idea of it, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I hate the sentiment. I love Christmas and I love Advent, uh, but I hate when that sentimentality uh, dictates the story because when Gabriel shows up and tells Mary she's pregnant, it's really an awful story if you're a teenage girl in a traditional village and you suddenly show up pregnant uh and I think this idea of the disturbing nature of the piece, there's a piece there, but there's a disturbing nature to that piece. And it's a piece that doesn't work itself out in normal ways. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a piece that's born from, from great suffering. Uh, the sword will pierce her soul. And, and there's a little bit of that kind of, I mean, there's almost, you know, Bernard might be, uh, there's a kind of spirituality around Bernard. And that's a fascinating thing to think about. Spiritual androids. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was that comparison? I mean, compared compared to God, we're we're like you were talking about Capon's story. We're like oysters. A, yeah, we're an oyster reflecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you know it's interesting too. And I got into a conversation, a brief conversation online today with. I'm part of this one of these groups, and of all kinds, people have all kinds of ulterior. Or alternative spiritual, ulterior as well as alternative spiritualities, and name names. Bill, what's the group? Name names. No, I'm not going to name the game. But um, one of the things that really struck me was this person, um, you know, was are you a believer or a follower of Jesus? Can you, you know, they, the person said, uh, "I'm a follower, not a believer." And I said, "Well, you you you, you can do that, but." It doesn't really work that way, and uh, and the person said, "Well, the idea that Jesus is Lord has no meaning to me," and and there's a sense where I think, uh, and and that's all right. They don't have to have that doesn't have to have a meaning for them, but um, this idea of us being in charge of our own spirituality and trying to figure it out on our own, uh, it's a dead end maze. I think. <laughs> I, I like a year and a half ago, I was visiting a friend in Maryland, and. There was his family was going through a tough time. He's a pastor, and there was a book on the table. Are you a follower or a fan of Jesus? And it was like a ninety-page like track. Ninety pages. That's a long track. Well, it's twenty-eight point font, so it's really a ten-page double space essay. But at the end of it, I said, "I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm not a follower." <laughs> and as I'm thinking a lot about like. Uh, Endo's novel Silence in the forthcoming film. I think there are only fans, really. I, I mean, uh, I don't. I, no, I don't know. That's that's that over Lutheran thing of yours coming through uh, there. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe there is more than a fan. Well, maybe I think John... I, that doesn't mean we're. Uh, I one time had a conversation with my one son in college, and I was surprised that he came out with this issue. Uh, this moral issue that that we were going back and forth on, and I asked surprised that he agreed with me. And he goes, "Hey, why are you surprised? I'm I, just because I'm a bad Christian doesn't mean I'm not a Christian. <laughs> so we may, we may be bad followers, but we're still followers. Maybe I've I've learned something with Jesus. I will put myself in the seat of fan, and if Jesus puts me in any other seat, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he told a story about that once. Where you if you. If you put yourself in a higher seat, so I'll take fan, and if things shake out, I will take um, sycophant, then maybe even, <laughs> yeah, maybe even believer. And one day, if Jesus rebuilds me as a dream Dolores android, I will be a follower. 
Yeah, but you, you got to walk the maze, brother. You got to walk the maze. <laughs> I'm in the maze. <laughs> <laughs> you might someday. Sometimes you are the maze, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, here we are. We've we've said a lot. We've said it all. <laughs> no, said, we've, we haven't said, said it all. <laughs> Do you have a last word for us? Linda? No, I don't have a last word. <laughs> well, we could say something. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a really beautiful show. I, I feel like there's more to see and there's more to discover. And yeah, I don't. I think the whole uh, them becoming conscious is kind of a beautiful thing, and they're not on their own. Really, they had a lot of help and some of the things they thought they were choosing, they weren't choosing. And it's all very interesting. Yeah. As in the words of in a Bruce Coburn song, it's hard to be born. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Amen Peace. to that. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Thank you all for listening. Good having you aboard, Lindy. <laughs> Thanks.